Today we're talking about 5 reasons why an INFJ is forced to door slam. Door slamming is a typical INFJ thing, right? We talk about it in pop culture, we talk about it on YouTube, but it all comes down to the fact you have somebody in your life and you cannot have communication with that person anymore. They have hurt you, they have betrayed you, they've done something that will want you to shut them out of your entire life. And it happens very abruptly. It happens and another person doesn't even expect it's coming. It's like a door slam because it's hard, it's finite, you know, it's over and the other person didn't know it's coming. It's shocking. And believe it or not, INFJs don't like this. Like sometimes other people are looking at this and think this is something INFJs enjoy. They pretty much look at it as a skill set. Oh, I don't like you, so I'm just going to door slam. That is not the case. INFJs really dread this and they will do everything in their power to avoid this. But in some cases, it really comes down to it and INFJs are forced to door slam. So today we're talking about the five reasons when an INFJ really feels like they have no other choice but to door slam. And we're going to talk about how we can actually avoid those situations. Before we get started, I want to remind you if you haven't done this so far to download the free poster on the INFJ Epic Life Formula. And if you want to take it to the next level, then get the INFJ Epic Life Audio Guide. It's 100% unique material created for the audio guide and it really gets you to the next level. Everything you need to know you can find in the links in the description. Reason number one why INFJs are forced to door slam, they just don't have anything more to give. An INFJ tries to improve a situation until there is no coming back. We really are going to put everything into it. We're going to say, okay, I'm going to put in 70%, even if you can only put in 30 and we continue to give in the hope that the other person will recognize all the sacrifices that we have made, all the commitment that we have given to it, all the loyalty that comes with it, right? We really show up as good people, as good friends, as somebody who wants to see the other person be happy and succeed in life. And we're not getting anything back, right? We really are feeling no matter what I put into this relationship, I'm not getting anything back or just the bare minimum. And I'm really at a point where I've recognized that I just don't have anything more to give. Like I would want to, I'm okay with doing more than the other person is doing, but I just don't have it in me anymore. This relationship, no matter what it may be, friendship, romantic, you know, work relationship has just sucked me dry and I just don't have anything left to give. I cannot continue with this relationship and it's been so painful. I'm so disappointed and therefore I just have to cut this person out of my life. Very often we have gone through, you know, levels of acceptance. We have, you know, talked to ourselves many times. We've tried to resolve that situation in any kind of way, but you know, we've come to terms that we just don't have anything left to give. And when this situation happens, you know, the door slam is really immediate. Sometimes in these situations, it's not even something the other person recognizes right away, but the door slam has happened. For us, it's a different situation. We have said this person doesn't enter my mental inner world anymore. That's it. That person is somebody new to me and I'm just going to move on. 
this situation in itself is already very painful for the INFJ because we have invested so much, maybe years into this friendship or this relationship. And to come to terms that we have to give it up is very painful to us. So if we want to avoid this, we have to make sure that in the future, and this is not just about like new relationships. It can also be about existing relationships. We set boundaries earlier. We really say no to things right now. And you know, sometimes it's difficult to make it very tangible. So I'm going to make it as simple as I possibly can. If you are giving 70% to a relationship and you're getting 30% back, dial back. Think about, I'm not going to give more into this relationship that I'm getting back. And this has to happen constantly. Like even if you're in a situation where you're mentoring somebody, like even in a situation where, you know, you're working for somebody, right? It doesn't mean that you can't expect the same thing in return. Even if you say, oh, I put in so much work. Well, are you getting, you know, the salary back for it? Are you really feeling this is equal? If you're mentoring somebody, okay, am I getting the respect for it? that I'm giving into the situation, right? So it has to be on equal grounds in some kind of way. This relationship has to feel like you're both winning and you have to ask yourself, am I putting more into this relationship that I'm getting back? And if that's the case, you cannot wait for another person to just realize what you're doing. You have to step back and say, okay, I'm just going to give those 30% that they're giving you know, and then it's going to be 30, 30, which pretty much makes it 50, 50. And, you know, we're going to have now an equal relationship. It's just not going to be as close as it used to. Because remember, the reason why I was so close is because you were doing the majority of the work here. That's all they're capable of doing. Okay. Then I'm going to use the access energy that I would have put into this situation rather in developing my life and improving my life. That is of course the healthiest choice. And if you do this with existing relationships and with new relationships, you will see that you will barely ever get into situations where you have to door slam people because you're constantly adapting right? You're constantly setting up new rules because once you've reached this 30-30 thing, it's not like it has to stay this way. You can build this relationship back up, but you're only going to build it up in a way where even if you, you know, do the first step, you're only going to go a second step if the other person goes up a step as well. You're not going to continue to do a second step and then a third step in the hope that the person will recognize what has been going on, what you've put into it, and start pulling their own weight. It's not going to happen. Reason number two, an INFJ is forced to door slam is once they've been betrayed. Because once they've been betrayed, they see that that person is not the person they thought they were. They had an image of that person. They maybe have put that person on a pedestal. And once they really feel betrayed, they feel like they've been made a fool of. There is no going back really, because you recognize that not only have you been a fool, but that's a different person. And that new person, you don't know them and you actually don't like them. And you know, INFJs are very harsh when it comes to this because then there's no going back. You know, once they've seen the truth, they cannot unsee it. And it's one of those situations where the INFJ has to door slam. They feel like they have no other choice because they cannot deal with having a relationship with that person, you know, who betrayed them because that's not the person they thought they were dealing with 
all along. Reason number three why an INFJ is forced to door slam is because they now have a new image of that person. So, you know, it's not just betrayal that makes you want to cut people off. It really can be that you just see another person having behaviors that you just cannot accept. It's something that makes you feel icky. It's something that makes you feel uncomfortable. It's something that you just cannot deal with. That is not the person you want to have in your life. And in so many cases, INFJs door slam and we don't like it. We are afraid that person is going to try to come back into our life, but we just cannot deal with, you know, the person that they turned out to be. But here again, it's about giving that person the opportunity to explain themselves. Like what is the worst that could happen? You might get pulled back into their life or into their web of lies. I get that. But trust yourself that you can really make smart choices here that you can say, I'm going to listen to this, get more information and then make my choice. And the more often you do this, the more often you confront people, you don't just cut them out altogether, but you actually tell them, I didn't like the way you behaved here. What were you thinking? What was that all about? Yes, you're causing some kind of disharmony, but you're actually giving the relationship you know, a chance, no matter what kind of relationship it is. Very often it's either, oh, that person is great and, you know, I'm friends with them and we sort of put them on a pedestal or, you know, we can't deal with them at all. Allow them to be human, but make sure that their behavior and the way, you know, they go through life or whatever it may be is not okay with you and allow them to adapt very often we sort of think like, I don't want to force people to change or, you know, who am I to tell them how to live? You're not doing that. All you're doing is saying, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you, I don't like this. And then you can decide, are you going to change this behavior so you can stay in my life? Or are we going to go our separate ways or just distance ourselves a little bit? But most of the time we're so afraid of the choice the other person is going to make or that conversation that is uncomfortable that we just cut out people altogether. And if we do this, we're really missing out on, you know, chances to transform ourselves, to get more grounded, to be okay with, you know, telling people what we don't like. Think of all the times where you weren't okay with people's behaviors and something was holding you back of, voicing it. Why was that the case? Trust me, it has deeper meanings than just, oh, I didn't want, you know, the conflict. Why are we so afraid of this? The more you face those uncomfortable feelings, the easier it's going to be, you know, to be even more upfront about who you are, what you want, and you give people the opportunity to act with you in such a way that makes you comfortable and okay, and for people to decide how close they wanna be to your life. You will see how you will actually have even better relationships with people that you never thought were possible because now they see parts of you that you kept hidden forever. Reason number four why INFJs are forced to door slam is their anger finally comes out. The INFJ is really good at suppressing their anger. We try to understand it from the other person's perspective. We try not to get angry because, you know, what for? Anger is not really healthy. But the truth is anger is a human emotion. And of course, you don't want to have an anger issue. You don't want to be somebody who can't deal with their anger and, you know, gets it out and, you know, puts it onto other people. But INFJs 
tend to really, you know, push it down over and over again. When a person has not treated you right, when a person has really abused your kindness, all of those things. And at some point, you know, you just snap. And when this happens, the INFJ door slam is really harsh. It is really, you know, like all at once, there's no going back. And the INFJ really much has no control over it because that is one of the reasons why we're so afraid to, you know, tap into our anger because it feels like there is no end to it. It's like this pit without, you know, an end. It's something that, you know, will destroy somebody. And I used to be like this. Like I remember the moment when I had no other choice but to really door slam and I let it all out. Like it really, really hurt, not just me, but the other person. And my anger was so strong, it has been pushed down forever. And I thought, you know, there's no coming back from this. Like, I will never be the same. That person will never be the same. My anger is just ugly and horrible. But you know what happened? It actually had an end to it. And once that anger was gone, I could actually feel the sadness underneath. We have to learn how to tap into our own emotions and not just suppress it all the time. Because at some point we will snap. A person will not learn by themselves that their behavior is wrong if you never ever make them understand it, right? This is not just about saying, you know, don't touch the stove, honey. You know, let's say you're talking to a little kid. Don't touch the stove. The, the kid is still going to do this. The moment they burn their finger, that's the moment they stop, right? I mean, of course, let's hope this is not happening at all and you can protect the child from this, but you get my point. And this is how humans act. This is how humans think, not just other types. INFJs as well, everybody. If we are not experiencing some kind of pain, right? If we're not seeing that we're doing something wrong, we're probably not going to change. And so the way out of this is to allow our anger to happen in small doses. Don't always, you know, think everything through and understand it from the other person's perspective as well. Also, give yourself the ability to let out some anger. You know, it's human emotion. It frees you up. It's negative energy that another person is putting onto you and you're sort of making it understandable. But the energy is on you. The negative thing is, you know, <laughs> within you and the other person is the reason for it. You are allowed to put it back. All you're doing is just setting up a mirror and saying, you're putting this negative energy towards me. I'm giving it back. That's all I'm doing. And the sooner you start with this, the smaller the anger, you know, portions will be, the more you can handle it. Of course, it's easier once this anger like really bursts out that you then do this, but hopefully you don't have to get to this place, right? So this is one of the reasons and one of the situations when INFJs are really forced to door slam, because once you've like, you know, pushed it down so much, you can't really get out of that situation unless you really let all of it out and open the floodgates. And reason number five, when an INFJ is forced to door slam is when the INFJ changes so drastically that the other person just can't be in their life anymore. You know, this is also something that might not be directly visible to another person. I mean, door slams are all about, you know, cutting another person off like completely, but it doesn't have to be something that is all about, you know, yelling at another person or telling them like, you know, they've been horrible. 
Very often this door slam is very harsh for the INFJ, it's very strict, it's a mindset thing, and that person can't really get into your life anymore. When an INFJ changes their life, when they start working on themselves, they recognize how many people have been benefiting from them being in their lives, and they haven't really given anything back. They're just not making sense in the INFJ's life anymore. You know, loyalty is a big word. Everybody talks about loyalty, but the INFJ very often recognize that loyalty, you know, is not endless. There is an expiration date to loyalty. And if you've been putting your all into a relationship and you know another person hasn't and you've been loyal to them forever, but you've been loyal although you didn't have to, right? You've been loyal although you didn't get that loyalty back, maybe through words, but definitely not through actions, not through real world commitment as in, oh, I'm pulling my weight. I'm, you know, giving into that relationship as much as you have. Like those are the situations when an INFJ finally comes to terms with, you know, it's not about, you know, the other person thinking I'm a good person. I know I'm a good person. I've given it my all. Now I'm somebody else. I'm changing who I am. I see the world differently and you just don't fit into my world anymore. This is one of the situations when an INFJ is forced to door slam, and this is also one of the situations where I don't think we actually have to get out of that. And this is also one of the situations that are very uncomfortable for INFJs because we don't wanna have those hard talks. We don't wanna have to explain ourselves, but that person, you know, just doesn't fit anymore. So how do we go about this in the future? Well, the thing is this, once you start living your life for yourself and you start making choices that are always based on, am I, you know, making and doing what is best for me? And am I in a healthy state? Do I have, you know, a life that is expanding and then I'm adding people and I'm adding circumstances to my life, right? I'm creating win-win situations, starting with I'm winning also. I'm not just doing things for the other person and getting a little bit back and that is enough for me. The more you choose your life this way, the less you have to make such harsh cuts because you know, you're not going to get in those relationships that are all one-sided where you're putting in all the effort. You're not going to do this anymore. So you don't have to cut people out like this either. Remember, if you want some more guidelines into creating that INFJ epic life where you choosing yourself and you know getting the best outcome ever, then get the free poster on the INFJ epic life. And if you want the details, if you want to get action steps and you know worksheets and you know get the whole experience and really make those changes happen in your life, then get the INFJ epic life audio guide. It's 100% new material. That's all for the audio guide. Everything you need to know you can find in the links in the description. And if you want to watch another video now that is in line with today's topic then watch the video when the INFJ finally stops trying to be social this is what happens.